Hey trail runners, welcome to episode 18 of the Trail Runners Experience. I'm your host, Coach Daniel Ferugia. Let me ask you a question. What's the furthest you've ever run in a week? 50 kilometers, 100 kilometers, or maybe even 100 miles? Could you run further? Today's guest has run significantly further. Darren Linney joins the podcast and discusses his 800 kilometer run at the Ultra Runners SA six-day event in Adelaide recently. So sit back and prepare to be amazed by this awesome runner. Okay, so we're sitting here at the Jeff Heath Golf Club and I'm, I'm sitting here with uh, Darren Linney and we've just finished park run and on, the, on a beautiful Saturday morning and we're having a coffee and uh, so welcome Darren. Thanks Daniel. Nice to see you. Yeah, you yeah. too. Yeah, you're looking very, um, you're looking a lot more... Uh, slender. Slender, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, more uh, relaxed and happy than when I saw you last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, and so how's the body holding up after your epic six day run? Um, it, I'm actually feeling a lot, a lot better today, a lot more energy, but last week I uh, found it really difficult with um, my sleep and my legs were very tired too. Yeah, I bet. Um, so we're, sit, we're about um, a week, about a week ago, ne- just now, you were finishing up your, the Adelaide six day ultra marathon and so today I'd like to just sort of ask a fair bit about that and probably go into a bit of depth about it because I think a lot of people would be really interested to find out what goes into a six day run and um, because it's beyond, I think even for myself and a lot of other ultra runners, it's just beyond, it's beyond comprehension. And so even for non, so for non-ultra runners, it's well beyond comprehension. Yeah. But um, so, um, so yeah, before we do go into that, we might want to backtrack a little bit and sort of maybe if you could tell us a little bit about your running, where you came from as a runner. And so, um, so maybe let's go, so where did you start? Um, well, if I go way, way back to when I was a youth, um, I, I was involved in athletics club. This was back in England. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I ran as a youth um, athletics club. I belonged to Stanford Athletics Club. And um, also I ran cross-country, Sunday league cross-countries. And yep. um, yeah, ran athletics tracks and, you know, so I did, I did a lot of running when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a preferred event or distance? Um, well, when I was in athletics club, as well as running the cross countries, I did 800 metres, 1500 metres, and I also had to have a, a, tra- a, a field event as well. So I mm. mainly did shot put, believe it or not. Shot put? Yeah. He yeah, was right. a little skinny kid. Yeah, no it's really good. I, I um I started out in athletics as well and um doing athletics clubs and you you do everything yeah. and, you know. And one of my favourite events and I mean I'm for people who haven't seen me, I'm five foot seven and that's that's pushing it. And, uh, <laughs> and I used to love high jump. You know, but I, and I was I was I was pretty good at for for my height and I sort of kept up with. I could jump sort of high 
compared to guys yeah. that were a lot taller than me. But I think when it got down to the real competitive end, it was very hard for me to maintain it. But you look like a high jumper. Yeah, you, I, did, the long... I used to do high jump too. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, like yourself, I, I found yeah. it like a good event as well. But yeah. I was not really that great at it. But, um, you just have, you have to have the technique as well. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so much technique. Yeah, but yeah. that's I think that's what's good about doing like things like little athletics and that is it gives kids like that that base of technique yeah. and um and yeah. like you I look at you now as a runner and you you look very relaxed you know you got good good arm position and all those kinds of things and I think that a lot of that probably comes back from from where you started yeah, out. Yeah, well, that's what I've always been told. Yeah. That, uh, you've just got to stay relaxed because it's just wasted energy if you're all tense and, you know, so, yeah, yeah. just stay relaxed. Yeah, no, excellent. Um, no, I absolutely couldn't agree more. So um, when did you... Um, so you, you started in athletics and then... So let's go move forward a bit. Where did you sort of start running longer distances? Okay, well, it probably all started in 2012. Um, and, yeah, the kids were young and probably forgot about myself for a bit, you know, kind of bringing them up at, at a young age. You, you tend to forget about yourself a little bit. And I put, I, I put on quite a bit of weight. I was actually up to nearly 90 kilos, believe it or not. Right. And I thought, right, well, I've, I've got to do something about this. And I actually started playing a bit of badminton to start with. I joined a little badminton club yeah. uh, over near Modbury. So I did that for a bit. And then, and then I got into the running. I started running one-kilometer runs just near my house. Yeah. And I would run down to the bridge and back. And I'd just go all out, you know. I just really wanted to lose this, lose this weight really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just used to run really fast there and back, and I used to get back and fall on the floor and heaps of sweat. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it really progressed from there, really. Did and it work? It, but you, did you start losing weight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, it just yeah. it just it just went down straight away. Yeah. And, um, and I was seeing the benefits. So then I, I started running further, and I was doing like five or six kilometer runs around the block around the local streets and I, I just kept doing that for you know quite you know six months or whatever yeah right well, yeah yeah and, and it, it really just snowballed from there um, and I thought and then I, I heard about um, a, uh, a sark event um, down at the beach uh, Henley Classic oh um, yeah that's like a five or or 10k or something yeah, Henley, 10K. Hen, 10, Henley Classic yeah. yeah Henley Classic and that was my first event yeah. Um, in 2013. Um, so I did that. And then the first longer distance run I did was the Adelaide Marathon. Yeah, right. And I did that in three hours 30, just over three hours 30. That's a good time. And I thought, oh, for my first marathon, that was. Yeah. Uh, that was actually the same. That's what time I did my first marathon oh, really? in. Yeah. Okay. 3.30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I always wanted to do a marathon because yeah. my parents ran marathons when I was a youngster. So that, that's oh. what inspired me to. I'm from a running family. Yeah. Um, dad's run three London marathons. Mom's run one. They run together in '92. Dad ran his first one in '86. Uh, so, yeah, I always wanted to run a marathon. So that was it. Was a really, uh, really good thing for me to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, and so. Um, and then, actually, the, probably the first time I 
I met you. I don't think I met you properly, but I, the first time I saw you run, we were actually in the, the same race together back in 2000. And, uh, we were in 2016, and there was one of the Brave Hearts events. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was one of those, um, it was for raising, it was a fundraising event, and anyone that lives in Adelaide would be aware of the um, charity Brave Hearts events yes. that, um, uh, what's his name? Chris. Chris yeah. Glacken. Chris Glacken, that's right. He's known he, as Chris Glacks. Yeah, on Facebook, he's known as Chris Glacks, and he organises all these events for raising money for child abuse yeah, victims. Yeah, amazing work. Yeah, puts a great team together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he's got all these low-cost events, and then I think pretty much a hundred percent of the profits goes towards the, um, um, the 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 charity. And anyway, so I I remember I went down. It was in I think it was about two weeks after Eurobilla in 2016, and there was a 50k on the on the Esplanade down there at Semaphore. Yeah. There was a few distances, and there was a hundred k. And you were there, you, you, and you did the 100K. Okay, yeah. And I'm pretty sure you did the 100, yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah you would have. And it was, um, and I was flat out doing the, the 50K on there. It's a hard spot to do 50K, yeah. and you yes. just took off. And I remember, I was like, wow, that guy is a beast. <laughs> and um, I remember I suffered, because there's no shade. I mean, it's flat. Yeah. It's flat as a tack, but... Um, so it got warm. I remember it got really warm, yeah. and um, yeah, and you did a hundred k. And yeah, so yeah. you you've done quite a few hundred k races. Yeah, uh, I've done a few. Um, yeah, I think I've done about uh, maybe three or four now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that particular one, I, um, I don't know, sixteen. I think I did that in under nine hours. Yeah. Amazing. You so, Yeah. So I was yeah I was quite happy with that time. Yeah. At that time, but I, I did think that I could probably go quicker. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, actually, that reminds me. Well, what other hundred k? Tell us more about your other hundred k races. Well, the one that uh, sticks in my mind is the the one that I've just done in January is the uh, the SA uh, Track Championship. Yeah. Um, and I did that in eight hours sixteen. So. I'll just say that again: eight hours and sixteen minutes for a hundred kilometers on the track, and I was there, and I should probably mention that it was a m- one million degrees Celsius yeah, on the track. Yeah. It was so hot. And it was at night time, and I remember it was, there was a big thermometer on the side of the track there. Yeah, I don't think it went below 32 or something. No, yeah. so hot. And um, I, I was, well, I, I pulled out of the 50K, and that was just 50K. And, um, and you were just flying around, and you did that, yeah, beautifully well. How did you cope with the heat? Yeah, actually, I did a lot of training in the heat, like yeah. before that. So I, I would actually go out in midday and, and go out in the really hot days. Yeah, to um, acclimatise. To acclimatise. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the heat. Coming from England, you yeah, think yeah. I would. Yeah. Um, but I actually I, I thrive in the heat because I, I don't yeah. like rain that much. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the reason. Is that why you're here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm in Adelaide because yeah. I just love the weather. Yeah. 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 It's great weather. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, uh, so it, I found it fairly comfortable. Uh, yeah. It's just I knew I had to, I kept taking water on board and just soaking myself because I knew I had to keep my body cool. Yeah. Um, but the heat mentally didn't bother me that much. Yeah. No, I, um, I think your theory was good and usually that's what I would do. I would run in the middle of the day to acclimatise myself, mm. even if you just go out for a 5k here, 5k there, yeah. just to get used to the heat because it can be dangerous. Yeah. But... Um, 
no, that particular day I just suffered and I just, I could not cool down and I just, no matter what I did, and then I, I was like, I'm going to hurt myself here and so I stopped. I but a um, lot of runners were feeling the same as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but um, you just got to, sometimes you just got to accept those things, I think, yeah. like, um, you know, as I say, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so you've done a few hundred Ks on the sort of flatter hundred Ks um, so this brings us, I suppose. Have you done any um, like trail yeah, events? Yeah, I've like done a few trail events. Um, I, I, my first ultra was Eurobilla. Yeah. Like, like most of us around here. Yeah. Um, I did that in 2014, and I did a time of I think six hours 17, approximately. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it went pretty well then. And then I did it in uh, 15. Uh, 16 and I did it in 17 as well yeah right and 17 was my best time I got fourth place and uh, what was it uh, five hours 21 mm. it's, yeah I was really happy with that so a fantastic time yeah, yeah. Um, and so but this year you didn't do your abilla because you were in uh, taper yeah. mode for yeah. um, for the six day, for the six day yeah. event so, so only a week Eurobilla was a week before the start of the six day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was too close really, and I really wanted to give it my all in the six day. But, yeah. So. Well, so that brings us up to it. So tell tell us about the sort of the training, your campaign, your training campaign for that one. Um, just run a lot really. <laughs> <laughs> I think August um, I ran a total of eight hundred and forty one k. Uh, in August. That's a huge yeah. month. It was, it was, yeah. it was my biggest month that I've ever yeah. done. Uh, but I knew I had to, you know, put in the distance. Yeah. yeah. How did you find the time, with, especially with a family and, um, and obviously working and all yeah. that? So well, how did for, fortunately, I've got a supportive family, um, yeah. my wife, Jen, um, my two children, and we're all runners as well. So we're, yeah. Um, yeah, we just work around uh, our running. Um, Basically, Jen would uh, come back about what, seven o'clock at night from work, and then I would just go out straight away. Just had, had the runners on already, and then yeah, and mainly my training around Thornton Park as well, which was useful. Yeah, so Thornton Park was where the six day went was, was on. If for those yeah. of you that don't know, um, it's a one point four kilometer loop around the reservoir. It's quite a a pretty little track. It is, yeah. So, but um, you've done you've done you've done quite a few laps of that in in training. Yeah. Do you think that that helped your um helped you on the race? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have the advantage. Yeah. Um, How? I mean, um, I mean, it, it's just the monotony, really, of just keep going around in loops, and you know, obviously the. The, the, the terrain, um, getting used to the terrain and the elevation as well. Mm. Um, it's quite an undulating little loop, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just getting my head around, kind of keep going around there all the time. You know, so yeah. Mentally, I was in a, in a good place when I, when I started the actual race. Yeah. Um, I knew what I was up against. So you weren't, you weren't sick of it? You weren't, no, no, not at all. Yeah. I, I think if I went into that feeling sick of it, then I wouldn't have done that well. Yeah. You know, you've got to go into these things with a positive attitude and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's amazing. Yeah, so um, before we go too deeply into um, the, 
the six-day event, I want to backtrack a little further. I asked you before about trail running. Yeah. Um, and you, you did a, a trail race recent, or fairly recently, kind of a, a, a fairly significant trail run, the, the Great Southern Endurance Run, the yeah. GSER. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Um, it's got a reputation and a half. It's quite a pretty yeah. epic race. It's a very tough race. Yeah. Very tough. Um, and it was noted that it was said that it was the fifth highest trail run in the world or something and the, the toughest in in the southern hemisphere. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so what can you give us the statistics like ele elevation, distance? Uh, elevation was just under 11, maybe about 10 and a half thousand up and about meters. Uh, yeah, yeah, meters and about the same down. Yep. Yeah. Um, 181 kilometers or 112 miles. Yeah. Um, starting in Mount Buller and finishing in Bright. In Bright. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a bit beautiful spot to finish. Yeah, I yeah. know Bright very well. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, they have a lot of events out of Bright now. Um, but yeah, and so um, what was the? So obviously it was quite mountainous, but yeah. like, um, what was the actual trails like? Were they rugged, like quite rugged? Very rugged, yeah. yeah. Uh, some spots you just couldn't see the track and you just had to like follow the markers that were in, like they were hanging from uh, tree branches. Yeah. Um, so mainly at night, really. Um, uh, but you had to use your poles to kind of shift the bush away from the trail. You couldn't actually see the trail. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you clamber over falling down trees and yeah, going down really sharp, um, steep uh, declines, and yeah, it was just pretty yeah. crazy, really. That and um, did you? So, what year was that that you did it? That was November seventeen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was only. Oh, right. That yeah. was more recent than I thought. Um, did you um, have a? Uh, what sort of time did you do? I did uh, just uh, about forty-eight hours. Yeah. 48 hours. Which is very, it's slow in comparison with the winner. He did it in 29 hours, which is just unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. But obviously, like, those kind of, there's, there's people who specialise in sort of those mountain mountain races. Yeah. And that's, you put him on the flat and you probably would, you'd have his measure, possibly, you know, like, um, it's a, every, there's a different kind of racing. Yeah. And uh, I do sort of know what the terrain, a lot of the elevation and the, just, the climbs are probably very, very steep yeah. in some parts. Yeah. Yeah. I found the downhills more challenging, actually. Yeah. yeah I don't mind the, the, the uphills, but the, yeah, the downs were. And especially, it's that there, there, there were a few river crossings as well, so my feet got wet. And I don't know, maybe some of your listeners know, but um, my feet at the end were absolutely yeah, sliding around. Uh, my, my skin was so wet at painful. the bottom of my sole. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was yeah. just slipping. When you get that trench foot, you know, yeah. like, did you, um, I've had that before in races and it's, um, it's horrible. It can just completely derail your race, yeah. you know, like, um, did you, um, have any, anything to put on your feet to, to, to take, have you ever used zinc cream? No. So, like, nappy rash cream. It, this works really well. If you know you're going to be running in the wet, just before you put your socks on, smother your feet in that white nappy rash cream and it repels the water. Yeah. Your feet still get wet, obviously, 
but they don't get as yeah. anywhere near as transport. I have heard that recently. Yeah. Since, yeah, no one told me about that before. It's a bit late now. I know, <laughs> but no doubt you're going to be running in these kinds of races again, and yeah. it, it has made a huge difference to me. And it's good for chafing as well. But um, yeah. but that's um, it feels really gross when you put it on, and then we put your sock over the top. Yeah. But within a few minutes, you sort of forget about it. Um, yeah, I do, I do use Vaseline on my toes, which I found yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah, um, there's lots of products out there now, yeah. but I think they're all just variations on a theme. Yeah. The idea is just to repel, I think, repelling the water as much as yeah. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got to take care of your feet in, oh, in trail yeah. races. Yeah. Because, and um, actually, we, yeah, or in any race, because, you know, you just get one blister. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that blister in your in the sixth day, which we'll yeah, get to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we have... Um, but no, so that's an incredible run. Would you do the GSCR again? Do you yes. Think? Um, I actually, I was going to do it this year, uh, but it was cancelled. So I actually yeah. registered for it, and then, but it was cancelled. Um, Are they doing it every second year now? Every second year, so it's on next November, November 19, mm. but it's in reverse. So, mm. it's, uh, so it starts in bright. It starts in bright to Buller. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Ah. Which... Uh, Apparently it's going to be tougher. Uh, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. And like conditions in the mountains can go from from good to terrible very yeah. easily. Oh, even sure. even in the warm the warmer months. Yeah. 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 We had some pretty horrendous weather during that run. Yeah. Uh, a lot of thunderstorms and rain and yeah. It, it, we had it, it. We had everything really. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so. No. So you enjoy the trail runs in, in and yeah. the epic trail runs, but you do seem to be you seem to do really well on these um, these loop events yeah. and these trail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For what's, some reason, it's yeah, it's, um, I'm really taken to it. How how do you like? What's the different challenge of something like a mountain race, like Great Southern Endurance Run, mm. versus a like a, a loop event, like where you're running I, I think for six days. With the trail event, especially something like the GSU, you need so much gear. Um, you know, you've got your backpack and your water, and there's so much you have to think about. Yeah, Whereas, logistical nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but with yeah, what I've been doing with the track runs and the loops, the six day, I just. It, it it feels great to just run free and not have anything. You know, yeah. I, I like to run minimal. You don't have to carry a single you don't have thing. To carry anything. Yeah, no, you just think about yeah. your running, and it's just very free and easy. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, it's um, it can be a real challenge in, in trail running, and the longer the events, where long time between aid stations, carrying. You know, several kilos. Yeah. You know, and and also like they do gear checks, and you forget one thing, and you can get a, a penalty or or disqualified. Yeah. You know, like um, a, a lot of trail races now, they they do gear checks out on the course, mm -hmm. so they'll just stop you because there's been incidences of people like cheating and stuff, mm -hmm. or um, I've heard stories of people they their support crew will will pick up, will grab their pack off them a few minutes out from an aid station. Mm -hmm. And then drive it a few k's down the road and give it back to them, so they can run 15 or 20 kilometres without a pack, you know. And so I, I mean, I can't, I can't abide that kind of cheating, you know. Like, um, it's not fair. But yeah, it is a challenge. The logistics of carrying all that stuff, but it's also part of the fun. Oh, it's, it is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. I'm not knocking it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all part of the challenge. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, so we'll have a, so going now we're up to, to take us back to almost two weeks ago when you started the six day race. So um, six days, I think about what I get accomplished in six days in my life, you know, it could be working, taking care of children, making dinners, you know, mowing the lawn, doing the laundry, lots of stuff. But for six days, you just ran. Just run. Yeah. yeah. Run and walked and, and tried to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe we might go through sort of day by day and we'll see if we can capture some some of the, the highs and the lows um, and and the in-betweens. And so um started on a, was it Sunday morning? Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And... And Thornton Park, it's a beautiful park and it gets quite busy on the weekends, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. So the Sunday, yeah, it was fairly busy. Um, the Monday was busier, being a public holiday. Mm. That's right. And um, so you, um, so you, when you took off, when you, so, I mean, dare I ask, did you have a goal in mind? I did, and I was very optimistic, really. Um, yeah. I actually wanted to go for the record. Yeah. Um, but after the first day, I knew that wasn't possible. Uh, I had a few issues, um, stomach issue, um, my blister. I had a big blood blister. Yeah. And that kept reoccurring. So yeah, uh, nosebleed as well. Which uh, really? Yeah, I had a nosebleed, which not many people knew. Um, Was it bleeding? What from? I don't know. For some reason, I hadn't picked my nose or anything. It just yeah. it just happened, and yeah. uh, it. Yeah, that really kind of slowed me down, and that's that kind of scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think as far as the record goes, um, I, I mean, I know you told me, you mentioned it to me early on because I was down there, sort of supporting a fair bit. I definitely think that um, you you have the potential. If you could do it again, I mean, I think about you definitely have the potential to do it, and like it's just, um, and it takes a lot of courage to even contemplate something like that yeah. and so the record was um held by Giannis Kouros still um and he's like one of the greats of the sport and he um was over a thousand kilometers wasn't yeah. it uh 1038 kilometers yeah um I set my goal actually <laughs> quite for 1050 so that was 175 yeah. kilometers a day 175 a day yeah so, uh, what did you get done in the first day? Well, in the first day, I did 178. Yeah. And but then it all went pear-shaped from from after that first day because, like I said, with I had a stomach issue and I couldn't yeah. I couldn't take in the food very well. Yeah. I felt like my throat was um, closing in, and I just couldn't eat very well. Yeah. Um, and also the blood blister as well. Yeah. So the the blood blister. I think it was on the first night or the second night. I forget when I was down there on one of the nights that I volunteered um, to help it. And I tell you what, volunteering at night in one of these events is very busy. It's, mm. I barely had especially a, being on your own as well. Yeah, you? it was just constantly um, doing stuff, yeah. which was good. It made the time fly by. Yeah. Um, you know, you, ma- making you guys were amazing though. Just yeah, there for us all the time. Making cups of coffee. Oh, that was. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. I thought it would be a drag at some point, but it was at no point was it a drag. Even on my second night, when I was actually quite sleepy towards the end, 
I was um, really enjoying myself and, you know, between setting alarms to wake runners up, you know, people would come to me and say, oh, you've got to, um, can you wake me up in an hour? And so you'd set an alarm and then someone else would come up and go, can you wake me up in two hours? And go, okay. All right, and so I had like four different alarms on my phone yeah. at so any you, one time. You were constantly busy and yeah. doing stuff. So. And then making cups of yeah. coffee, cooking things, making um, what sandwiches or whatever. And you know, people get funny sometimes. Have to make it a particular way, <laughs> you know, cut them in a particular shape. Um, and I, I, you know, <laughs> very, very particular. But um, yeah. yeah, and then you came and sat down, and I remember you were like, oh, can you help me with this blister? Yeah. And you had this whopping great big blood blister on, right on the ball of your foot. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a first aid um, certificate, but, you know, I, I had to operate on your foot and yeah. I, no. felt, I felt terrible. You took it really well. I had that little, there's a little needle thing in the yeah. first aid kit. Yeah. I pierced it and so much blood came out yeah. of there. No, you did amazing and it really helped as well. But did it keep coming, did it keep recurring? It did, it, it yeah. reoccurred the next day and I think the day after that as well. Did you keep draining it or did you um, just yeah, run Yeah, just, uh, yeah. we had a podiatrist on site, yeah. Rebecca, she was excellent. Yeah, and great idea. It, it, it really yeah. was, yeah. Having a podiatrist, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, well used, yeah. She, yeah. I, I, I feel bad for her. She would have seen some horrific feet in the, after a few days. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, the... The surface at Thorndon Park, it's not a soft surface, you know. You're running on concrete for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so did, so you don't normally get blisters, you said? I don't normally, no. no. Um, but it, it just so happened. I had a bit of hard skin on the on the front of my foot. Mm. Um, and I thought that was probably a good thing, you know, having yeah. a harder skin would kind of lose, it would be good, but apparently not. And that, that actually caused my blister. Right. Yeah. Oh. So, just from walking around in bare feet and stuff, like um, maybe you should have just taken your shoes off and run, <laughs> run barefoot, yeah. do be, be a barefoot runner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd know about it. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Um, yeah. And so your your first the first day you did 178 kilometres, which is um, even if we were doing if that if you were only running for 24 hours. That would have been an incredible distance, um, but you still had five more days of running to go, yeah. and so you said the second. So the second day, what was what happened? Uh, the second day, I, like I said, I had uh, I had tightness in my stomach, um, and and the blister um, wasn't eating very well, um, and also that that first night I didn't sleep. I should have. I went to bed at one o'clock. Because the idea was to have four hours sleep from one till five, um, and I just couldn't sleep. Yeah. yeah. Too tired? Too yeah. sore? I don't know what it was. Probably I mean, too maybe, worked up. Maybe just too worked up with the yeah. running and the adrenaline was going. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but as time went on, I don't, the, the second night I didn't sleep very well either. But the third night I had a really good quality four hours, and the fourth night was. Yeah, I had two good sleeps anyway. In total, I had, I think it was roughly about 10 hours in total. 10 hours over six days, yeah. So not enough, probably not enough sleep generally. Not enough sleep, but I, was, yeah. I wanted to be out there um, make, yeah, obviously. And, and make the most of the distance. When you were, when, when, I don't know, I've never done an event of that magnitude before, but 
I think I would feel like if I was sleeping, I would feel like I'm, I'd just see the clock in my head. Yeah. That's how I saw it. And yeah. That's probably what it was like for me the first night. A bit of anxiety. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. Mm. Sort of thinking that I should. Got to get out there I and keep going. Out there, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a, a few guys, I mean, you didn't sleep a great deal in the time that I saw you, but there were guys that slept even less than you. I mean, they weren't running as fast as you, but yeah. like um, that Kiwi guy, um, yeah, Perry, Perry yeah. he was like a like clockwork. He, he was like, wake me up in an hour. Yeah. And you'd go, and I'd wake him up in an hour, and he'd be up bright as, and he'd just go. And he's just, his demeanor never changed. And I, I mean, he was impressive. And yeah. so um, there, a lot of them were. And uh, there's another guy, in the, oh, he had an orange singlet on. He, he didn't, he wasn't running, he didn't look real good for quite a long time. His name will come to me in a minute. But he, he didn't sleep for the first two days. Really? Didn't even go to his tent, for the, wow. you know. He just, but he was, there were period, times there where he was probably running maybe four kilometres an hour, maybe less. He was just barely moving. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, no, in these events, so it is important to get your sleep. Yeah. And, and rest. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and it was good after you kept, because I saw you, everyone, because obviously there's a lot of walking that takes place in these mm. sort of races, but um, you seem to, by like the third day, you seem to be running better, third or fourth yeah. day. I, I think I've just adapted to the situation uh, yeah. more. Um, uh, yeah, as time went on and I was, I was taking note of the other runners as well, because I would see more experience than me. This is my first six day, but there were quite a few runners there that, um, that had a lot more experience. Um, mm. So yeah, I was learning as as time went on, and yeah. my body was adapting. That's so. uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, there was a, that old bloke we talked about quite a lot, John Timms, yeah. who he had his birthday during the event, yeah. and he turned seventy-seven years old. And and I I said to a few people that I was worried that he might um he looks terrible, and it, he looked like I was worried he might drop up dead yeah. <laughs> you know but he was a he's a oh, he was a very experienced six-day runner and um he just kept a few there was a period there where i thought he was dragging his feet he'd stop every every kilometer this is through the middle of the night on the first night he'd stop every lap and sit yeah. down for about 10 minutes and then regale me with some crazy story about when he used to run with um cliff Cliff Young, yeah, yeah or, or he was there when um, when Giannis Kouros broke the record and um, told me all these, he told me a story about um, when Giannis Kouros broke the world record down at Col, pardon me, at Colac, which is where John is from, yeah. and which is, Colac is kind of like the home of the six day running in Australia, and he said that um, Giannis Kouros, being a Greek Australian, or, you know, um, he was, he was running around the track, and then at some point, a bunch of um, Greek guys who were Yanis um, like, uh, Kouros's friends or family or whatever, they pulled up in this van right next to the track, and, and everyone, there was this, all this yelling and commotion going on, and um, they people looked over and they saw all these guys were, were yelling at Yanis Kouros, and Yanis was yelling back at them, and they grabbed him and they threw him in the back of this van, really? and everyone thought it was, he was being kidnapped. But it was just his crew forcing him to go to to get in the back of the car, the back of the van, so he could go to a hotel and sleep for a couple of hours because he refused to sleep. 
I mean, and that was he was a kind of a beast like that, and so um, he, but he they were having a full full on argument, and the, but every, and there was a, it became this big story that everyone thought that he was being kidnapped. So it's um, but yeah, it was um, it was good, but yeah. So John, but then like I thought John Timms, I thought he was going to drop, yeah. but then he um, he's an absolute legend though. Yeah, but then he just would click, and he started running, and he'd yeah. run non-stop for the next four hours. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell he was so experienced. And yeah, yeah, we we had some good times out there. Like it was, it was, it was funny. Yeah, we I heard a few stories as well, and from him and the other runners. The, the camaraderie in like a, any of these loop events is always good because you do get to see everyone a lot. Yeah. But I think for a six day event, it, it almost like you all became like family by the end yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Yeah. yeah, got to know some really nice people. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And from all around Australia and that. And um, so then coming into, I guess we'll get into the sort of the latter part of the, the race and you had a, um, did you start thinking about numbers again? Like where, what could you do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got past the 700k mark and then, and then it was, yeah, progression. I got to the 750 and I, I was actually happy with the 750. I thought, oh, that's, yeah, that's good. And I felt like the pressure was off a little bit. Like uh, this yeah. was kind of early, the early Saturday morning, and um, yeah, and I, I, I just felt really good. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I just kept going, and the the eight hundred was coming in sight, and I thought, oh, can, yeah, can I do it? Because I, uh, you know, back in in the in the day. Um, 800 or was it 500 miles? Uh, yeah. I think it's 804 kilometers is the equivalent to 500 miles. So yeah, that was always seen as like that kind of number to get to. Um, yeah. Uh, so I thought, well, if I can get to 800, I'll be happy with that. You know. So uh, you, but then because I was I wasn't actually able to be there on the last day, yeah. but I remember I was watching on the um, the live link, and I was doing the maths, and I was like. About from from about three hours to go, I thought theoretically it's possible. Yeah. I mean, if you were on fresh legs, you would have done it easily. Yeah. But I knew you were not on fresh legs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for, for some reason I don't know where it came from, but uh, yeah, I thought I could see the finish line as such uh, in the distance, and you know, being last morning and everything. Um, you know, the sun sun came up, and I just felt really. Rejuvenized, what is that how you say? Rejuvenated? Rejuvenated. Yeah. Um, yeah, just had this uh, this sense of kind of energy just come through me and Oh uh, really? Yeah, it was bit it of was adrenaline. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the um, yeah, so the sun came up and I, I I was in my leggings then and I being through the night. Um, and I just started running again and I felt my laps were getting quicker, my legs were feeling better. Wow. Um, and I just thought, right, go back to the tent, um, focus, um, chuck on my shorts, I whacked a load of DP to my legs. Yep. And I just started running again. Yeah. And um, yeah. So no, no walk just breaks? No, no, no walk breaks, no, yeah. just, just kept running. Yeah. yeah. And it was getting towards the latter start, the latter part of the race and the crowds were gathering and mm -hmm. um, had the music on. <laughs> and, uh, Can, um, I remember I looked with one hour to go I looked on the live link and you had to get a bit, a bit over 12 kilometres I think in the last hour right. 
which for the average runner, that's a pretty decent, you know, it's like city to bay. Um, and I thought, well, Darren could easily do that, but how tired is he? Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, yeah. And so I didn't realise I did that in the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I think he did a bit more than 12Ks in the oh, last really? hour. Yeah. Because okay. it only update, updates, yeah. like, on the lap. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so... um. Yeah, well, I... I the way I looked at it was, like, I thought, well, I felt like it was one of my training runs that I did previously yeah. to the event, and I just thought of it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so your mindset is so important, isn't it? In it is, situation? yeah. Yeah, feeling yeah. positive and focused and, yeah, just just had all, I just had this energy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, great. It's just amazing. And me. every lap you came around, everyone was cheering? Yeah, so every yeah. time I passed through the, the time and mass, um, and everyone was there. My family were there, and friends. And, yeah. And everyone had like volunteered, and people from Parkrun actually came came up from uh, the last hour. Yeah. Um, oh, and wow. I just kept passing through that 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 time, and yeah, just doing the loops, and I felt like I was getting quicker. And <laughs> so, did you know you were going to get that 800? Like, did you? I know I'd be very close. Yeah. 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 Would you have been disappointed if you got to, like, say, only got to 798 kilometres? Yes, yes. It would have been? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm still a little bit disappointed I didn't get to that 500 miles. Ah, no, because it's 804 different. would have been really nice. So you would have needed probably another two laps. Yeah, yeah. another couple of laps. If, if I'd started, you know, going the way I did, Yeah. It, just a, you know, 10, 15 minutes earlier, I might, yeah. might have cracked it. But the good news, oh, well, my only way to say that, just remember, we live in the metric, a country where the metric system, so you can forget yeah. about <laughs> about Imperial. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. But so I, I think 800 kilometres sounds more impressive in some ways. It's yeah. such a huge yeah. distance. So you got, so you, you passed through the 800k mark, and so you got 800 kilometres and... Just, um, just under 801 kilometres. Yeah. 801 kilometres in yeah. six days. Yeah. yeah. Um, did, yeah, and actually, it's probably an interesting part of... Because these loop races, for anyone that hasn't done it before... Um, so what do they do? I, I know how, but so maybe you can describe it. How do they measure exactly what you've done? And at the end of the race, what happens? Okay, so on my last loop, um, my wife actually passed me a sandbag, just a little sandbag. Yep. So I was holding that. And it's um, got your name on it? It's, or your it's got my number on, so yep. it's number 16. And I, so I passed through went basically ran as much as I could um, and then uh, like a horn hooter went off yep um, and everyone everyone was in the same position as me yeah um, basically just dropped their sandbag yeah and then that was measured yeah after, so afterwards yeah so measured to, from the distance from your last loop yeah yeah, yeah to, okay. to get an accurate reading yeah and that's pretty much the the, the standard of how they do these events yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was the same in the uh, yeah the 24 hour yeah. I played 24 hour, which I did eight it, months before. So. Yeah, it, I did. Um, um, I hate. Oh no, sorry, I don't hate it. I love that feeling when you get handed that sandbag, yeah. and because it's like you know, it's almost. Oh, oh you've got less than a lap to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. So I, so I yeah I was handed the sandbag and um, I, uh, I passed uh, a few hundred meters and Ben was actually standing on the side. And he'd marked out the 800 kilometre mark. So I went past that and I thought, yes, that's it. Yeah. And then I just, I, 
I was just pretty much sprinted as fast as I could just to get really? that little bit quicker. Just every little meter counted. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a surreal distance. Like, so your previous month, let's just put this in perspective. You, in the month of August, was it? No. Yeah, August. No, so what month? Yeah, August you did how many kilometres? 841. So in, yeah. in a whole month you did, a, which is a huge month, 841 kilometres. You did pretty much close to that distance. In six days, yeah. you know, that is, um, it's hard for me to get my head around. My biggest week of running, I mean, I, I haven't done, I'm, I'm not a huge mileage runner, but I think it's about 140 or 150 kilometres in a week. Mm. And I think for a lot of um, runners, that's a, a pretty decent distance. It, it is, that is, yeah, that is a lot as well. Yeah, but to, so to, to pump out, Obviously, you were at a singular focus, and all you were focusing on is getting distance. Yeah. But um, the fact that your body could cope with that—it's yeah. phenomenal. I, I was surprised myself. Really. Yeah, and I still haven't got my head around it. Um, I'm still getting over the tiredness of the lack of sleep. Yeah, and my legs—just getting my legs back to normal. But I, I still haven't fathomed really what I've actually done. Yeah, um, I think that might take a couple of months to set in. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When the hooter went off and you dropped it, dropped the sandbag, like what sort of feeling? What did you? What was uh, the feeling? It was. I, I just. I pretty much. You know, like um, uh, uh, Gary Robbins at the Barclay Marathons when he just dropped to the floor. Oh know, yeah. He was like six seconds off. Uh, I know. Not completing. Well, yeah. I was pretty much like that. I just just dropped to the floor. Yeah. Except uh, for a more positive. He was gutted. Yeah. You. You, on the other hand, yeah, probably. You had ticked a lot of boxes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was just exhausted and um, it was a great feeling. Just yeah. to say, I, I said to someone, like, can we stop now? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, um, your your um, family and, like, your kids were just so in awe of you. And I, I just, your son, I remember I saw him a couple of times, um, Josh, yeah. he just stoked to watch you go around and like I remember I think on the second day or something he's sitting there doing all the maths and he's telling me and he's like oh my dad this my dad that and I just was like what a legend you know you're fully inspiring him to do regardless of what he does whether he does I mean he is a pretty nifty runner he's a good runner yeah but I think what you you've established that he can, they can do anything, like, and it's, and that's what I think is amazing about watching you guys, watching you go around, and even the slower people who just were doing it, and I'm like, you know, humans, we do some ridiculous things to ourselves, and, you know, you could take the, you could step back and go, what the hell, and I I do it quite frequently, it's like, what am I doing, why am I putting myself through this, but I think it gets very existential when you start thinking about, like, What's the um, you know? I guess it gives you it gives you a purpose, doesn't yeah. it? You know, and so anything you set your mind to. Um, so yeah. Yeah, if you're passionate about something, then yeah. you just do it. Um, and I'm so passionate about running like yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, just love it. No, yeah. it's an it's an incredibly. Like I spent, I constantly question why I do it, but not in a negative way. I mean, sometimes. I have my bad days, and I make I, I question my, my running in a negative way. But most of the time, I question it in a in a positive way, and and I try and find a good positive reason why I'm doing it. Um, and so, 
yeah, I get more positives out of it than negatives. Oh. But um, so yeah, you're um, was it really? It must have been happy, happy moments to see your, your kids and, and yeah, your wife at the yeah. end. I, I mean, I did, I did see them a lot throughout yeah. the six days because they were constantly supporting me. You know, Jen was there every day. We had a routine of uh, we, we would see each other probably four times a day. For, yeah, for like my little breaks that I had. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I've seen them a lot throughout the six days, but it was great to just spend time with them after. And and now it's uh, now it's all over. I've got a lot more family time. I can yeah spend a lot more time with them. And um, that's fantastic. Did you um, I mean obviously they inspire you. Like it would go yeah. without saying. And I think um, oh, any anyone who's a parent knows that feeling. You know, like I mean I quite often. You know, out on a big race, oh, yeah, I think about my kids. You know, I'm, I miss them when I'm running sometimes, and um, and you do you make a lot of sacrifices, don't you, to yeah. to train and time away from them, and um, you know, but I, I guess it's better than you know doing a lot of negative things, you know, oh, yeah. and so um, yeah. so yeah, um, I was going to ask you. So this is something that I've thought about a lot while you're running. It's a really weird feeling. So when you're running around that track for six days, it must have felt like you were trapped on that track in some ways. Did it feel strange when you yeah, left the park? It did. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going through those gates at the end, it felt yeah. very strange. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I mean, in the earlier <coughs> earlier part of the race, it, it did feel like a bit of an entrapment. Yeah. But as time went on, I was just loving it more and more. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I think if I felt like it was trapped, like I was trapped all the time, then um, it, that would have been a negative thing. And, yeah. You know, you you just have to think of the positives in these this kind of event or any ultra or any running event really. You, yeah. It, it keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're um you're, you're spot on. Well, I mean, you've definitely always seemed you carry yourself very calmly and when you run and it's very noticeable like just I mean physically you look so relaxed and and um I, I think that's really important and I think it helps you with your um with your overall speed generally but just you know I'm, I'm always big on biomechanics if you've got good biomechanics you can run faster and you're you know you've got good arm movement good leg movement you don't yeah I always think try and run as relaxed as possible and you don't waste any bits of energy and I mean I remember when I was a kid even down to how I held my how how I held my hands you know my dad used to say oh you know if you if you clench your fist too tight you're wasting energy and so just everything's just relaxed and so but you you look you're like the epitome of a relaxed runner and I know you can run very fast over a shorter distance too and um so I think um yeah so a lot of people have said to me that they like my style yeah. And um, I mean, it's just me. That's just how how I run. And but I, I mean, I have worked on my technique over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely. So um. So what's what's next? I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know. Um, just getting over this first, and then I'll look at the calendar and just yeah. Yeah. Some some challenge, some yeah. big challenge somewhere. So yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're not done with the challenges yet? No, not, no, not at all. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just like different challenges. I, I don't necessarily stick to trail and, yeah. um, you know, I, I like to mix it up a bit. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so you wouldn't class me as a trail runner or you wouldn't class me as a road runner. You're a runner. I'm a runner. Yeah, and, that's it. Uh, well, there's not, I mean... I like big challenges, so... Yeah, and like, I, I, I've been doing lots of road lately and it all, it's nice to get on the trails as well and now that the weather's getting a bit warmer, You've got to be a bit. I'm a bit more careful on the trails, you know, because I know there's all this, the snakes about, yes. and so and I, have, I, it's nice to get on the road, go a little bit faster, you know, on, you know, and we live in a place where like with the linear linear park. Yeah, we're so lucky it, around here. So good, you know, um, no, and yeah, it's good. So um, but yeah, no, we we um, it was it was really inspiring to watch you run, and I I have to say a lot of people were inspired and blown away by how, how how well you ran and I, I just also think that when things sort of went it was inspiring for me watching you when things sort of went pear-shaped a bit for you on the second day and I could tell you were a little disappointed but you really regrouped and then still ran an amazing distance and so um, that's that's it's harder to pick yourself up if you already if you stay up it's, easy, it's sort of easy if you stay positive the whole time, but to get to to go down and then come back up is is amazing. And so yeah, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, no, so um, yeah, I probably we'll probably uh, we'll tie it up there. I I have um, you probably if you've listened to the podcast, you know I do um, do like a little fast five thing at the end. Okay. Ask a few questions. Just I like to it sort of ties everything together. Yeah. And so um. Five questions. Uh, question one in the fast five is what is your favourite running film or documentary? Um, I would say uh, the Barkley Marathons. I've watched that uh, a few times. The one that's on Netflix? Um, yeah. yeah. What's it called? The Race that Eats Its Young? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. or, uh, not ne- uh, it, well, actually, it was the original one because that one is the second one where it follows Gary Robbins, isn't it? Uh, no, that's another... There's, there's a couple, yeah. Oh. There are a few different documentaries about it. There was one that... Um, there was one that's called The Race That Eats Its Young, and then the one about Gary Robbins, I think, was called Where Dreams Go that's To Die. Right, yeah. Well, both yeah. of those, but I, yeah. I, I prefer the original one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just... Uh, yeah, that, that race just blows my mind. Yeah, and um, I, I would love to do that. I was just going to say, I can tell, I can see the look in your eye. Yeah, God, yeah. you have a, a. My wife told me she'd divorce me if I ever even thought about that. So yeah. you have a very supportive wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah the challenge of it really appeals to me. I mean, the yeah. navigation thing, I'm not kind of overly uh, great with that. Yeah, um, but that's something you can. You learn, seem strong it? enough and fit and fit enough, but um, I don't know if it'll ever happen. But th- that film really. Uh, inspires me yeah yeah that, that actual race yeah, yeah absolutely it's, it's an in, I, I find it an amazing study into um into what humans can do because yeah. i mean even the the guy that lazarus lake yeah. the d- race director he set it up he's trying to make people fail like he wants and he's like without real risk of failure we don't know what success can really feel like yeah. so you know yeah. I mean I think that is 16 15 or 16 people have finished that yeah. race yeah. and so yeah. And yeah every year he makes it harder and harder yeah. and I don't know how adds, <laughs> he adds little bits yeah. Uh, yeah the fact that he kind of he changes the course as well so no one knows exactly yeah like you can go someone can go back the next year and know the course they don't because no. they have to study the maps 
Yeah, and I think um, this, they're very, um, he's very protective about what people, he doesn't like people to share information about the race. And um, I saw in that Where Dreams Go to Die, he talked a lot about um, this previous year, or that year they had, um, everyone got given a, a watch. You're not allowed to wear your GPS watch. Everyone got given like a $10 watch, yeah. which, but it had a countdown timer on it and that's all. Yeah. So it had 60 hours. Mm. And, and that was it. So you knew, you're just watching the clock tick down over that period. But um, yeah, no, it is a fascinating documentary. If you haven't, if anyone hasn't seen it, they, yeah, yeah. I recommend there. anyone watching it. If yeah. you haven't seen it, yeah, it's amazing. The Find Gary, it on YouTube. Yeah, the Gary Robbins one's pretty interesting too. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That um, that was made by the the Ginger Runner. He makes yeah. some good race documentaries. That yeah. guy. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, okay, so. Well, this leads into the second question I think I might know the answer to. What is your dream race? Um, well, I suppose it would have to be that. Yeah. yeah. That would be the ultimate for me. Yeah. yeah. I think just getting into it's hard. Getting into it, yeah. Yeah. Finding Because there, there's no clear application process. Mm. You've got to find someone who's done it yeah. and find out and try and get information off them about emails and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think because it's seen as probably the toughest race in the world, so mm. completing the toughest race in the world would be pretty awesome. A lot of races do claim that they're the toughest race there, in the world. There are a lot, yeah. I think the yeah. tough, the thing that is toughest about that is that it just is the navigational aspect yeah. of it more yeah, than. Sure. I think. Um, I mean, I, I know the terrain is ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, but there's lots of different elements that, that yeah. are very challenging. Yeah. yeah. No, fascinating. Yeah. So, um, question three. Your favourite post-race treat? What do you like to eat or drink after a race? What was the first thing you had after the sixth day? Um, I don't know. Uh, for a drink, I, I do like my iced coffee. Iced coffee, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's good. To eat. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm a big fan of beans on toast. Beans on toast? <laughs> hey, it's got protein. It would be um, a really good uh, recovery yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. No, whatever tickles your fancy. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. I, I, uh, iced coffee's good. A lot of people go for chocolate milk after a race. It's yeah. apparently it's actually got really good benefit too for recovery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or some people go a beer, uh, pizza. All right, so this yeah, is I'm very simple with my foods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you still need to eat a bit. You still got to put a bit, a few kilos back yeah, on. Yeah, I still. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, good. Oh, you'll be back in no time. Yeah. Um, Question four, roads versus trails. What do you prefer? Oh, that's, that's a difficult one. I mean, I like the, the nature and yeah. the, the freedom of uh, trails yeah. and just discovering new places. Um, yeah, that's a difficult one. Yeah. Um, Does it depend on the time and of the year or what race you're doing? Yeah. Um, Give it a percentage. Is it 50-50? Yeah, I would, I would say 50-50. All right, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll let you have a 50. You, know, you can be a fence sitter. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of a fence sitter sometimes. Um, okay, question five, last one. So finish this sentence. Running gives me... That's a difficult one too. Um, happiness. Happiness. Good one. Yeah. Awesome. I can tell. <laughs> All right, Darren, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Yeah. And I um, really, yeah, absolutely, like, I think on behalf of everyone in the running community, you, I have to say, you're inspirational and it, 
I think it was yeah, it was great to watch you go around. It was a bit of a masterclass in in running, and so well done, man. Thanks, I'm looking Daniel. forward to yeah. seeing what you do next. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'll see you soon. I Have... just uh, I just like to say thanks to everyone who supported me during the run as well. Yeah. You're all awesome. Yeah. Thanks. No, I think everyone did. Is um. Yeah. No, it's good on you, man. It was amazing. Alright, we'll see. Look, can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright, see you, Dad. Thank you. Cheers. So that brings us to the end of episode 18. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Darren. I certainly enjoyed chatting with him. Before I go, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to all you listeners for your support and positive feedback recently. As a way to say thanks, I'll be doing some giveaways in the upcoming weeks. So make sure you're subscribed to the Trail Runners Experience podcast so you don't miss out on any of our awesome giveaways. Until next week, happy running.